Good morning and welcome to our live broadcast at First Presbyterian Church. It is a joy to come into your home today with good news about God who loves you. We are located in beautiful Uptown Columbus on the corner of 11th and 1st. We would love for you to join us for worship or just stop by and say hello. At First Presbyterian Church, we welcome you with grace and gratitude for God's love. first scripture lesson this morning is from uh, the Old Testament Deuteronomy 25. When you have come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance to possess, and you possess it and settle in it, you shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground, which you harvest from the land that the Lord your God is giving you, and put it in a basket, and go to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling place for his name. You shall go to the priest who is in the office at the time and say to him, today I declare to the Lord your God that I have come into the land that the Lord swore to our ancestors to give us. When the priest takes the basket from your hand and sets it down before the altar of the Lord your God, you shall make this response before the Lord your God. A wandering Armenian, Armenian was my ancestor. He went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number, and there he became a great nation, mighty and prosperous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us by imposing hard labor on us, we cried to, cried to the Lord our God for our ancestors. The Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil, and our oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, with a hand with a terrifying display of power, with signs and wonders. He brought us to this place and gave us this land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now I bring the first of this fruit of the ground that you, O Lord, have given me. You sit it down before the Lord your God and bow before the Lord your God. And then you together with the Levites and the aliens who reside among you shall celebrate all the bounty that the Lord your God has given to you and your house. This is the word of the Lord. Our second lesson is taken from the Gospel of Matthew. We are in the 25th chapter, verses 14 through 30. This is the parable of the talents. Listen again with fresh ears. For it is as if a man going on a journey summoned his slaves and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. The one who had received the five talents went off at once, traded with them, and made five more talents. In the same way, the one who had the two talents made two more talents. But the one who had received the one talent 
went off and dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. Then the one who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five more talents, saying, Master, you handed over to me five talents. I have made five more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. And the one with the two talents also came forward saying, Master, you handed over to me two talents. See, I have made two more. His master said to him, Well done, good and trustworthy slave. You have been trustworthy in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Then the one who had received the one talent also came forward saying, uh, Master, I knew that you were a harsh man, reaping where you did not sow, gathering where you did not scatter seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talents in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master replied, you wicked and lazy slave, you knew, did you, that I reap where I did not sow and that I gather where I did not scatter? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers and on my return, I would have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one with the 10 talents. For to all those who have more will be given and they will have an abundance. But from those who have nothing, even, when they ha what, even what they have will be taken away. As for this worthless slave, throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. <clears throat> so there was a couple celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary. In this couple... The husband was not known for his thoughtful gift giving or sometimes even forgetting the anniversary. No hands, no hands. So at the end of the day, the husband comes through the door and his wife says, honey, do you know what day this is? He says, absolutely, I do. This is our 25th wedding anniversary. And she says, did you by chance happen to get me a present? And he says, absolutely, I did. And he handed her a rat box. And he opened it, she opened it, and inside was a brochure. She says, what is this? He said, you are going to love this. It is a cemetery plot at the cemetery just down the road. You will be taken care of. It is beautiful there. You have a great spot on the hill I picked for you. They keep the lawn perfectly manicured. It is going to be fantastic. Well, and the wife thought about it, and she said, well, it's really not that bad. You thought about this. You took time, and you did something for me thoughtful. So, okay, all right, good present. One year later, 26th wedding anniversary, they're at the table for breakfast, husband having his cup of coffee, and the wife says, do you happen to know what day it is? And he said, absolutely, it's our 26th wedding anniversary. And she says, would you have by chance have gotten me a present this year? 
He said, present? You haven't used what I gave you last year. <laughs> so today we are all about the using of gifts or not using of gifts. This is our consecration, our commitment Sunday. This is the time where we have the opportunity to commit or recommit our lives, our work, our ministry to Jesus Christ. What a gift this day is. The bigger picture of stewardship is discipleship. It isn't that we, we are begging you for money so we can keep the lights on and we can pay our staff. Those are a result of your connection, relationship, sacrifices, and offerings to Jesus Christ because of your own relationship with him and through our communal relationship as the family at First Presbyterian. It's not just finances that God seeks or the church. The fact that you give what money you give is between you and God and the church benefits from that. You give directly to Christ and First Presbyterian is the method for our ministry of Jesus Christ. But it's not just that financial offering. It is time and talents as well. In many ways, in our modern culture, time is becoming as important, if not more so, than how we spend and use our money. Time is an amazingly valuable commodity. We often fool ourselves, as we do with our money, that we don't have any time, but we know that we do. We just prioritize, as we do with our finances. Discipleship, to follow Christ, is to recognize that everything that we are and everything that we have has come from God. God is our creator. That means we have life because God brought us into being and planted us here especially in this season of our life at First Presbyterian Church. It is to recognize that our ability to think, to learn, physical, mental, spiritual, gifts of personality, spiritual gifts have all been given that we may learn, that we may love, even when we cause problems, even when others cause problems for us, we have gifts that we have been given that help us to navigate, that help us to find our way through this life walking with God's Holy Spirit. We are all filled with gifts, whether we know it or not. In the parable today, we are at the end of the Gospel of Matthew in chapter 25. This is right. It ends in chapter 28 with the Great Commission. Go out and teach all those baptized in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And lo, I will be with you till the end of the age. We're not there just yet. We're right in the same chapter with Christ when he says, where you go help the least of these, you are entertaining me or angels unaware. And we have this parable. Again, one that we know, to quickly summarize, there is a master who is getting ready to go on a journey. He brings three of his slaves and says, I'm giving each of you talents, talents. In this case, it is strictly financial. 
Talents, we know, has been broadened in our English usage to mean other ways that, you know, singing, dancing, America's Got Talent, that's not necessarily money. It's about all the different ways that we have to share what we've been given. Here, it's financial. And a talent in that biblical time was a huge sum of money. A figure that I read several times was that 15 years of a day laborer's wage is one talent. 15 years of a day laborer's wage is a talent. So to give five talents, two talents, even one is trusting. It says something about those three, even though they're trusted at different levels. The master has to have some kind of knowledge or trust, even with the one who is given one. And he doesn't say when he leaves, go increase my money. He doesn't say, take those, go have a bake sale, and then bring double my money when I come back. He doesn't really give them instruction. I think that part is assumed that if they're given money, they are to increase it for the master. But how, we don't know. We get a little bit on the other end of, of the parable. So he leaves them, five, two, and one. But the important thing is that each one has been given a talent or talents. So it goes away for some time, comes back. Mr. Five talent has doubled to 10. Mr. Two talent to four. And in each case, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. Gosh, when I die, those are the first words I want to hear. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your master. And I want that anthem played at my funeral. And yes, Roger Redden, you have to come back. Then you have the example, went a little bit awry with our third friend. Master comes back and he says, Ah. Uh, I know that you are harsh and mean and heavy-tempered and heavy-handed, so I was afraid to lose your money. So I took it and buried it so nothing would happen to it. I protected it. I dug it up. Here is your dirty money. As you left it. And the master becomes quickly angry. You worthless and lazy slave and says directly, if you had even given it to the bankers, then I would at least have, have had interest on what I gave you. You didn't even try. All you had to do was give it to the bank, and bam, my money would have grown. But you did nothing. I trusted you with this, and you didn't do anything. It wasn't neutral. The slave was thinking, well, if I didn't lose it, I didn't make any, but I didn't lose it either, so I'll get him on a neutral level. He won't be happy, but he won't be sad. Wrong. He became instantly angry, toss him out where they will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, which is where none of us want to be. So very clearly, this, is, this correlates with our gifts. On a Sunday where we talk about the gifts that each of us has, it is more than financial, but it includes that. And one of the things that challenges us is that I often think that we are the one-talent servant. 
we see ourselves as that. God sees us all as the five-talent servant. God has given us all gifts to share and to grow, but often we think that we don't have those gifts or we are unwilling to use them and we bury them in the ground or at the most, maybe we flirt with using them a little bit here or a little bit there. Those first two slaves had to enter some kind of risk to get that kind of return for their investment. They risked the master's gifts. It would have been interesting to see if maybe the two talent slave when the master came back said, Master, I, I, I tried to raise money here and nobody showed up. I outlaid, I did a this and that and it didn't work out. So I, I, I can't give you your increase and I lost what you gave me, but I tried, I risked. Don't know the response there. But we know that the first two had to risk using what they had if they were to grow it at all. And that's very quickly our call today. No matter where you think you are on the spiritual gift list, no matter how talented or not you think you are in the realm of faith and discipleship, you're at least a one-talent servant. You're at least a $10 challenge servant. If you look at the insert today, we gave you two weeks and a $10 bill. If you were here on the 14th, we passed out the offering plates for everybody to take a $10 bill. We asked you to go out and to use it to share the joy of Christ with someone or some agency. It wasn't a fundraiser for the church. It was to be used out, although some came back. You could use your $10. You could pool it with your family. Families could get together all individual ways and opportunities. And I saw it in your eyes when the $10 came, 10 bucks. I can barely get a fast food meal, especially if you large size it with 10 bucks. What can I do to spread the joy of Jesus Christ with a $10 bill, come on. But then the wheels started to turn. And it was fun to see how everybody came together, figured out a way forward, and so many people used their gifts to seek to make it grow. And I want you to take home the insert that's in your bulletin today. I don't have time to read all the way through it, but I, I was teary-eyed the first time I saw all of it. And there's four or five or six that hadn't made it and many more out there who haven't yet reported. Because in that list of what's been given already, you see people using their gifts, you see people and all of these agencies represented, you have hunger, you have homelessness, you have water in Africa, two people bought animals, a, a piglet through the PCUSA mission service, and a goat from Heifer International to send to third world country, developing nations. You have education, you have hurricane relief, all of that from this silly little $10 bill. Did that $10 not multiply? Did that $10 like the loaves and fishes not have God's blessing that has now gone to do amazing things in this ripple effect that has gone out into the community? Some one $10 came back as to start a new ministry here at the church. 
Fantastic. Well done, good and faithful servants. So excited. And I can't wait to hear again. If you have others that you haven't done yet or you don't know what to do, just let us know when you get there. But this parable is exactly what church is about. We get excited on this $10 challenge because it was fun. It was a short-term commitment. How do we get our kids and our grandparents and our friends down the street all together to use this as an inspiration to help others? There is no difference in $10 and your gifts. We should be saying to each other on a regular basis, how do we get our kids together, our friends, our grandparents, the people down the street to pool our gifts together to share the joy of Jesus Christ? That's what church is. Church is one big $10 challenge. Why? Because money is donated here. Why was it more exciting for this short-term $10 challenge? Some of that was because you had direct contact with people that you were giving money to, helping with, time and time, you know, all those other things. Sometimes we forget all that goes on in the life of the church. Right now, you are feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, giving the thirsty a drink, housing the homeless, teaching the uneducated, spreading the love of Christ around the world with, through our mission partners, through your gifts of time, talent, and treasure. And so often we lose touch with that. We lose touch how we are being educated, how we are seeking the word of Christ, how we are worshiping how we are being called to be one family that is growing in the ministry of Jesus Christ. It is exciting. And we often forget the other end of that. Today is not about the church coming for your money. It is about this opportunity to use your gifts. We asked for someone to donate roughly that $2,000 on that Sunday to give everybody a $10 bill. Think about that donator. They gave that money away. They took a little bit of risk. You want to do what now, preacher? Stewardship committee, what? It goes where? To it, what? But they trusted us. Did their money come back twofold? Not financially, but look at the return. It has more than doubled itself out in the world to share the joy of Christ. What a gift that is for that individual, for that family, to realize what they have done in a simple donation. And this is what happens to church every day in every way that we use our gifts. Like the loaves and fishes, it is multiplied, God blesses it, and does so much with it. So that's our opportunity and our joy today. Not to give because we had to and the preacher wants our money. Nothing to do with me. It doesn't really have anything to do with this church, although the result is all about this church. Ensuring the joy of Jesus Christ for future generations, continuing to grow our ministry that Christ started in the way back to the 1800s. Now it is time for us to share and not be a church where we do ministry two and four, but here it is, the word with. We all want more children, but do we do ministry two and four children or are we willing to do ministry with children? 
We all want more youth in our youth program to grow. Are we, each one of us, willing to do ministry only to or for youth, or are we willing to do ministry with youth? Across our ministry, we are being called into relationship. Think about your life. Think about those areas that you want to grow and change in the church and then figure out how to be present with that group, agency, ministry. That's what these time and talent sheets will do today. It is your chance to help First Presbyterian Church to move from a faithful congregation that sometimes does ministry to and for others to be a family-centered ministry that does ministry with one another, the community, and the world with Jesus Christ. The word today is with. What are you willing to do to share the love and joy of this church that we may grow to share it with others? This is our call today. So I would call for the offertory. The offering would ask our ushers to please come forward and please prayerfully contemplate how to be those who share the gifts that we've been given so it grows and comes back to us in so many ways and that we would make this church that is a church with Jesus Christ and with one another so that we will be entered into the, to the joy of our master.